In a world where movies were produced like shit through a goose, this is the story of two movie nerds on a mission they weren't supposed to survive. And their obsession that drove them to the edge of madness. But they managed to escape with the bone-chilling stories of action, adventure, mayhem, and love. Starring Miranda Lady Killer Birdall. And introducing Raymond El Guapo Craig. Featuring Tim Kupsik as Dr. Kupsik. In Cinema Danger Duo, Part 8. Knowing is half the battle. Hey movie folks, this is the Cinema Danger Duo. I'm Miranda. I'm Raymond. And we're brought to you by RallyCasper.com. Um, this time around, we usually see three movies. We decided just to do a couple because we have screenwriter, actress, Casper, born and raised, Susan Burke, on this mm -hmm. episode where we get to talk to her about her film, Southbound. And that which was is, really awesome. Which is cool yeah. to get the actual insider info, right. and plus being a Casper native. And we, yeah. since we did uh, one of her movies and one of the earlier podcasts, it's cool to see right. how Smashed. different this one is. Yeah. Yes, very different. <laughs> and we do have Tim Koopsik with us. Once again. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Uh, Our forever guest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I seem to be on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> we could just make it the tree. <laughs> but then, the, but then the, the joke title. is gone. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, understand. Like the duo, but there's always a third, anyways. Yeah. So just mix up the third, and we're good to go. Right. <laughs> well, so, um, let's talk about Southbound. Southbound. It's a horror film anthology. Mm -hmm. Like VHS. Like VHS. I really liked VHS. Or trick or treat. Too. Right. Or trick or treat, trick but or this, treat. I love but, trick or treat. But this one actually is the same team as some VHS. of the same people who did VHS. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, very creepy, intense, and well done. I really liked it. I didn't know. You know, it's hard to say how those can. Turn. I mean, I think it's kind of iffy with something like that. I always wonder how well they're gonna a whether or not they're gonna tie together, or if they're just gonna be their own. Thing that just happened to be right. stitched together in yeah. a feature, yeah. Um, or if it is gonna be something where it like transitions from one to the other, where there's a, you know, like Trick or Treat, for instance, has right. certain characters that are in the background of one scene that mm -hmm. that appears get main more character. of their story later, yeah. and so I kind of like when they're done that way. So then you. You know, they feel more cohesive. Right. Yeah. And it just makes it kind of fun, too, because if you rewatch it, you kind of know. Like, right. Then it makes it more fun, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, uh, uh, yeah, this movie, I think, did that well, and it was one that never took you out. Like, you never, no. you, ne you were never taken out of the story at all, because it, as we were talking about transitions, each oh, character so well. seems to have a continuous link to the next and it was fantastic the way that it uh portrayed each story as a linear and in the end you find out as a perfect circle <laughs> as a perfect circle uh uh to of this hell. purgatory of hell yeah exactly it's amazing yeah. like this i kind of had the feeling too in that first scene that we were going to get that that we yeah. would they we, they that, brought it in that really we well. would see um 
you know, like when they're like, we've had a rough day kind of thing, that you would see what that was. Because it just kind of felt, I don't know if it was like Tarantino-esque or something where it's like that sort of scene of like, oh, right, we're, we're seeing this chapter, but we're going to see a different chapter or right. something that kind of right. ties into that. Yeah. So, um because uh, well, every scene in it feels like you're in the middle of a scene. Like yeah. you're, you're. There's a story that's. There was something that came before what you're watching, and you're jumping in right. and trying to catch up, and then they kind of leave you. Yeah. At a certain point to jump into the next one, right. but it gives a good transition into that, it like does. a character that is suddenly introduced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then takes you into the next one, or something. And they have really like very unique demons and really I mean I really like everything was let's well talk about designed, what the movie was yeah. about first yeah. <laughs> so it's a let's give it a synopsis like it's in the desert it's a yeah it's a desert anthology uh, that takes place which would we would expect to be a purgatory right. like you said or it's like, like kind of on the road the whole yeah time. Or a, I yeah, called it's it this kind of lost highway yeah. like exactly no it has no highway number, and like so it's everyone six, gets six, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> who gets broken down there or whatever is like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Right. They, no GPS, they don't no have, cell service. Yeah, they have no connection to like get help if they need. So mm-hmm. yeah. ever that's part of the premise is that exactly. they're kind of stuck there, or they have to rely on what's around them. But the right. interesting storytelling point of view is that this purgatory as all does as all purgatories usually do is it goes on forever this links into a circle where it's just like a like i said uh after we watched it a fucked up groundhog day the day doesn't end it constantly goes in a circle the alarm clock's gonna go off again at eight Mm -hmm. o'clock uh poor bill murray's gonna be getting up again like it's (laughs) it's one of those things where you could watch it at any point and start again and you wouldn't know that there was yeah. Uh, there was any change other than the credits rolling. Right. Like, it's that. It's, yeah. It, and the it's that circular. And haunting, and you feel like you're part of it. It's good. I like the, in the beginning, it's a very kind of 80s horror score, but then yeah. it sort of changes throughout, like, um, Susan's, you know, has a, right. a song by Warren's band, The Front, local band, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of cool. That's and then, cool. uh, and so yeah, like the, so the music does like have that yeah, yeah. creepy. It does like that. Yeah, almost yeah. like Inception drum. type. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of bass, yeah. <laughs> a lot of whale songs. Yeah. <laughs> there's also uh, one thing I like that I just remembered is the some of the voice acting because there's stuff that happens like on phone calls where you don't actually oh, yeah. see them, mm-hmm. and I. I almost kind of recognize some of the voice actors, whether it's from video games or other things. Yeah. And uh, I I like the the voices that they chose for those because they they Me had too. a creepy vibe yes. to them, like the doctor on the, the doctor thing. on the, so the accident one. There's yeah. an accident where someone has to Ooh, rescue this girl who who she <laughs> she comes out from the previous storyline. And then, uh, yeah. as he's trying to save her so that he didn't just commit, you know, murder. Yeah. yeah the, well, not murder. I mean, he didn't like. She's in the in, middle. What of is the it? Road. Involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. she. You know, it's like at night in the middle of the road. It's like, what is she doing? Like they yeah. even eventually say that, like, hey, you're not at fault, man. Like, yeah, you could just leave fault. right he's now. He's right the now. only one that's released <laughs> yeah. from this hell. 
But you got to see yes. he actually gets to go. He's the only one because yep. it was like, well, you technically, really yeah, technically, yeah, they yeah. they mess. He gets messed with to a degree, and then it's like, well, you yeah. did the best you, you could do, and now you yeah. can move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, if he would have, if like to spoilers, if he <laughs> would have driven away oh, after hitting this woman, he likely wouldn't have left purgatory. He likely either right. would have been killed in some way right. or anything like that, but he followed... He did the he, right thing. He followed he the followed creators. Yeah, he followed yeah, the creators, linear, yeah. like, they, he followed their plan, and yeah. to that plan's extent, he was let go. Right. So that's fantastic. You followed all seven circles, and you get to go. Right. So thank you, Dante. Thank you, Dante. Yes. You can now leave. <laughs> He's the only one. But, um... Did David Hayter do anything? Because <laughs> I really wanted him to come back as some sort of voice actor. You're talking about voice actors, and then well, well, it does remind me of like the the game Metal Gear Two has exactly. a similar sort of thing happen where it's like you have there's these voices guiding you on the radio, telling you what to do, and then all of a sudden they're like messing with you, yeah. and you're like, what's going on here? Like yeah. they're am I being toyed like with? Tricksters. And that's yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what they are in this scenario is that there are these tricksters who are supposed to be the the emergency um, medical contacts. Yeah, yeah, and then a doctor gets on the line telling him what to do and then it turns out they're just like messing with him and ca- causing her death but in a very yeah. like gruesome way. Which Ooh, super gruesome. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Spoilers, I left. So I didn't actually get to see the gruesome stuff. I was like, I'm going to get a drink. But uh, to talk about some of the transitions, we mm-hmm. we go from a woman getting hit by a car that was in the previous uh, story, story yep. where we go into the, one of the tricksters actually getting off of a payphone. Right. That, that was, was cool. the, that was an emergency, uh, that was an EMT operator. Right. The way that this story actually, not only visually, but like, uh, through through their audio as well as you know the audio everything was yeah fantastic. yeah, yeah. The, score everything like, sound effects were amazing it yeah. was tied well and I can't praise this story enough because it was that's that's one thing I I actually well. I'm glad you brought up because yeah the sound design was great everything down to like the very first scene like you know when they pull over like any sound effect like the uh the tire popping to whatever you know it's like just very well done sound design where mm-hmm. it just kind of jolts you or you know puts you right in the scene yeah. yeah it sounds like they did a lot of location recording rather than like some weird sound studio and a guy with a gravel pit and some shoes like the, like, <laughs> like i i hate it when they do that I'd yeah. rather have them. I think there's mountains. there's a good mix of it in this. Like I could tell some were kind of otherworldly sounds that they probably created, but some of it, yeah, was like on the on location on recording. location, which is something that someone like Michael Mann will do, where he'll like if he shoots a fifty cal gun, they record the 50 that cal sound shot, yeah. <laughs> on set, you know, and it sounds just brutal and sh- it's like kind of sharp. It's not that romantic like gun sound that mm-hmm. sounds really cool or yeah. like the punch that sounds like the rocky punch you know it's like uh, it just sounds harsh you know and yeah i agree i like that mm-hmm. yeah so yeah overall it was 
Yay! Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up here too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know how. Else. The only the only thing I could say you would probably disagree to is <laughs> I I could have gone more gruesome. I yeah. I I felt like I yeah. they could have gone they could have shown more. I mean, where they didn't show it in certain regards is good because sometimes that's right. I like when they're crafty about the things you don't see are right. sometimes more horrific yeah but there are certain things like uh the scene where the uh brother is trying to rescue the sister and she leaves him behind with these demons who are probably gonna tear him apart or whatever right i kind of wanted to see a little bit of it just to be just so you see just enough to be like oh that's what's like you wanted at least one limb like you kind of know what's gonna happen to him but it's like if you or even just like sound effects you know because the sound's so good like they could have done it that way where you just hear it and you're like ooh he's getting I agree he's getting his bit I am going to disagree but only because (laughs) (laughs) the one scene they did go there was well done yeah it was well done but I'm gonna say like just because it was a medical procedure I have a problem with that that's what, like, yeah. needles going into arms, blood being drawn rather than right. just, like, Quentin Tarantino spraying across, like, a vaulted ceiling. Sure. Like, that's where the problem I have lies. It's kind of the, the old, you know, uh, it isn't, like, the knife stabbing someone. It's when they twist the knife. That's yes. when you feel yeah. it when you watch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's that sort of scene where it's, like, you just feel the... Yes. The, the pain of that. Oof, and, that yeah. is intense. It's good, though. Yeah. And yeah, they should have had it in that scene. Because I thought the same thing. It felt like you just saw the accident, and here he is, like, with all these demons all over him. Yeah. It kind of was like, okay. It's like, see, bro. <laughs> and I, I, that's the one thing I felt like that one could have. Yeah. Just the hint mm-hmm. of it, where it's like. You just saw flashes something. of something like yeah. flat, like quick cuts, and then you're like, "Whoa, oh, okay, yeah. he's screwed." Yeah, or just sure. sound or something like that would have been enough, yeah. you know. Um, but other than that, I mean, like very little complaints. Like is is well done, solid, it was, good, yeah, super solid. So let's talk to Susan. All right, so we are here with Susan Burke, who was born and raised in Casper. And is a screenwriter, actress, stand-up comedian who currently lives in California. And we're going to talk to her about Southbound, one of the movies we saw. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I really liked it. So, Susan, can you tell us a little bit about uh, like what you did and, and how you got involved in the project? Um, Southbound? Yeah. Uh, Financing and this uh, 
since we already had financing when I came aboard. Um, and so we just uh, we wrote our segment and worked with the other filmmaking teams um, all together on sort of the overarching mythology of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was really fun. We, it was sort of like a TV writer's room where we all kind of spitballed ideas and, and just even though we all had our, our own ideas of what would happen and like each of our segments had, had its own like sort of feel, um, we wanted to make sure there was like some consistency. So it was really cool to like to work together with everybody. And um, yeah, and then we shot it and uh, I ended up acting in it because uh, right off the bat when we wrote those characters, Betty and Dale, I knew I wanted my friend Davey to play Dale, and then I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'll just play, I'll play Betty. <laughs> so, so it was a really, really great experience. Um, awesome. D- so uh, when you guys did get together like that, did you decide that you were going to kind of create sort of a universe that they all kind of adhered to in a way? Or was it just kind of a, a little more open in that sense or did you have something where it's like okay this is sort of our uh, world that or rules or whatever that they all kind of live in yeah well we um the the guys who who sort of spearheaded the whole thing um were a filmmaking team called radio silence and they they uh, wrote and directed and, and acted in actually the, the first and last segment. There was the way out and the way in, oh, sort of the wraparound. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the beginning they, and the end of the fucked up Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said the beginning and the end of the fucked up Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, they, uh, they had uh, they, done a segment on VHS, and um, they, it, this is sort of their idea. And so they, they went to Roxanne and, and Brad, another producer of it, with it. And uh, it was actually based on this town where we didn't end up shooting, this town called Lone Pine, which is like way far out in the California desert. Uh-huh. And they had been there, and it was just so weird <laughs> that they wanted to do something based there. And then when we all got involved, it was it was more just like the high desert, and that just it's so close to here, but it's so different and so weird so it was just like facing something out there and sort of I mean there's rules but there isn't you know like the idea is sort of this uh, like a purgatory mm-hmm. type like this this road that the further you go down like the more messed up it is and um but we also wanted to keep stuff kind of open-ended so people could have their own ideas about like what's happening well, what was really interesting to me is like how I said, uh, as it being a Groundhog Day, there was always some some sort of intersection uh, on this road that had uh, a continuation where the day existed regardless of uh, which vignette you were focusing on. It was going to get tied into another one, and it was going to loop around. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it was a this existence of purgatory where you're gonna you're gonna live there regardless. Uh, where did that idea come from? And so we wanted to have this all sort of go together. And um, 
have uh, zipper transitions, which are like, you know, instead of it being like a narrator, like the crypt keeper or somebody coming out, <laughs> right. like, here's another sale, like have one story to sort of blend into the next story or lead into the next story. Um, this may be the case. Sounds very cheesy. But um, just so it would have that feel of like no matter when you started watching it, like you would watch the whole thing. Like, so you could start like really in the middle of the movie, and if it weren't for credits and stuff like that, it, it could feel like the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely how I felt, yeah. especially at the end. I was like, "Are we starting it again?" Yeah, <laughs> like I, I thought that to myself because yeah. it, it felt like it was gonna go again. Yeah, I really like those demons that they had for the way in, the way out. The wings, yeah, those were very different. I really like those. Yeah, those guys are great. That's um, Radio Silence. Um, it's neat because it's, it's four guys. Um, and Chad and Matt actually play the the two leads um, in the piece, and then uh, uh, another one of the guys, uh, Justin, design. He does all their um, effects and stuff. So it's really neat, like that they all do it themselves, like they're sort of a portable movie making unit, um, and they're really creative. So, like, yeah, I really like yeah. those as well. I think they're cool, cool monsters. Yeah, and we should say, too, um, Lauren was going to be here tonight, but she wasn't feeling up to it, and her song with the front, Willow Trees, is featured in your Siren story. Yeah. And that was really cool to see. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, I was really stoked that that, that worked out, because as soon as Roxanne and I knew that we wanted to write about a yeah. girl band, um, we were like, oh, well, I, I was like, well, my... Like best friend is in the punk rock band, so we should get her to, to do the song. And then um, the front was cool enough to to write that song and record it and and let us use it. So and it's I think it's really perfect. Like it, it, it fits really well. Yeah. It does. I like how like how the ambiance definitely picks up and changes uh, with that jam that they created for you guys. Yeah. It's nice. So yeah. of, I like how it's sort of like each section to like that one being an example, but all of them kind of have that, that feeling like there's backstory that you're just coming in the middle of each of their stories that intersect and it's never fully explained. Like, yeah. I kind of hate when it's like they force there's so much all exposition. this exposition yeah, yeah, that it's like well, here's the whole story wrapped up. And instead, these are sort of like, oh, well, you just cut a glimpse of, like, you know, their history or what was going on with them, and now we're moving on. Yeah, like there was a whole story yeah. of another girl that existed on the, on the the in the band that we don't know anything about, but we get only a taste of it. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Not being able to think about everything that has to do with this group. Mm-hmm. I'm glad... I'm glad you guys like that and, and noticed that that was, I think, a real benefit of, of all of us um, working together was a lot of anthologies or just short films, like, feel like just first acts, you know? Um, yeah. And we just didn't want to have, like, a bunch of first acts. So we wanted to make it feel like, you know, like, that this is, that you're watching more of a traditional movie mm-hmm. than a whole bunch of, like, or, or just really short three-act movies where you don't get 
you know, where you get too much information in, but in not enough time. So it was just like, well, instead of, you know, which in some ways it's like, it doesn't feel like a complete short film on its own, but because it can like blend into the other films, like I think it, it works out. Mm-hmm. Well, what was interesting to me was I thought that like you have one and two acts and that goes between multiple different vignettes where we follow the path of this uh, highway that doesn't exist. But then at the end, we I feel like the third act becomes the first act again, and that's that whole purgatory loop. But it was really yeah. interesting when you see like it start again, that you're like, well, that's got to be the end because it's starting again. Mm-hmm. So it's like this climax yeah. that is at the same time the beginning. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Did that kind of help for the actors, too, that you had sort of, like, that you did have that sort of, like, background for each of their storylines that's like, okay, well, we're starting here, but here's what happened before that, or where your motivations are going into this part of it? Yeah, actually, I don't know if... um... I mean, because obviously my experience was different than a lot of the other actors because I was, like, in the writer's room. Sure. But I don't think everybody read the entire script. Um, Well, I don't mean so much that as, like, did you you give them, like, because, like, how I, I felt like it had, each story had stuff happening prior to it that we don't actually see on screen. Did you give the actors that sort of backstory to say, like, okay, here's, like, what what happened to your character before this scene starts? Um, that would be a director question, but hmm. I'd imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody kind of works with the actors differently. Yeah, sure. Um, but but it, it seems like, and I think, you know, I mean, and my, my husband's actually in another uh, segment of it. it it, yeah. it, this was a really cool project because it was his, like a lot of his my part was people. good too. His part <laughs> like, was you know, great. I really liked his part. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he's in the um, the segment called Jailbreak, which yeah. um, it's the the second to last one where um, the, he's going the after the sister, looking yeah. for his sister. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we find like everyone is some sort of Satanist. That if they have a tattoo on their hand, they yeah, can see invisible like, doors. Yeah. <laughs> that one actually felt the most uh, Tales from the Crypt to me, just because I felt like it was something out of like Demon Knight or something where there's yeah. like, you know, there, there's these kind of like, uh, these, you know, demons that all have sort of rules to their world that mm-hmm. yeah. we're just getting a glimpse of. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, the totally. accident totally. was brutal in a good way. <laughs> I had to walk out, actually. <laughs> Once they started doing surgery, I was like, I'm getting a drink, peace. <laughs> and I was like, he's missing the best yeah. part of this oh whole thing. <laughs> I really didn't want to see him cut open somebody's chest cavity to pump a lung. I was like, not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like, yeah. Oh, I love the tension the whole way through. It's yeah. like it it almost yeah. feels like not necessarily a horror scene so much as just like a suspense thriller. Like it's yeah. just you're 
on the edge of your seat like to see whether or not and then and then once you hear like the voices laughing it's just this big release of like oh shit he just got played yeah where's ashton kutcher because somebody got punked this is fucked up That actor, I think, is so good. Oh, um, yeah, he is. He's really good. And, and so is the actress. Tough. Yeah. He when he has a tough time, you know, like, that's kind of tough dialogue to be, to kind of, he kind of has to half know what he's talking about. Like, oh, you mean this kind of needle or something, you know, and not sound like you're totally full of it. And yeah. he did a good job of that balance of, like, Oh, he's smart, like, he's not a total, like, dullard, but, like, he he still needs their help to figure out what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's yeah, not he an idiot, great. but he's not experienced yeah. and practical, like medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and just being in, in shock, like, I think he, he played that so mm-hmm. well. Just, like, you know, like, logically, like, when, if, if someone were to say, like, move the body, like, you know, like, that's what well, you're totally not supposed right. to do, but... Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone was you like, just killed her! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it's a smoother spine, okay. that's fine. Yeah. You know, she was just, like, in a massive head trauma. Let's run her head around a little bit. Throw her in the back, throw in the back of, of a car. Yeah. yeah. Let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Or, uh, and Shabby, who, you know, like, uh, she, was, she was so fun to work with um, in ours, and then and we shot first, and then then they they shot that like a couple weeks later. Yeah. Oh, and then nice. she was like, "Man, this is a very different experience." <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Her leg falling off, her dying, all that good stuff. That's fun. Yeah. I think Siren was, was a lot more fun for her to shoot, but <laughs> but she's great in both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she plays a dead person really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does. Was there? Uh, any carryover in crew as far as like did they keep the same like gaffer and like you know like lighting and all that stuff or did it change with each one a lot of the same crew uh, stayed the same like it was the same uh, production designer throughout the whole shoot and the same like costume the same makeup hmm. um and most of the same crew though everybody had their own uh dps um, we choose the same camera. So we wanted, you know, each one to have a, a, the same feel, but, but then, like, slightly different feels, too. So yeah, sure. I think, like, having, like, primarily the same people on the crew, like, really helps with that. Like, especially with uh, production design and, and wardrobe and makeup, I think they really got the aesthetics of the whole thing down. And then we're able to, like, Pick up on little bit access to you. Well, I think that the movie nailed the uh, ability to keep the feel of vignettes, but being able to hold on to the same continuity throughout every single sequence. Like it felt as a solid piece. It felt like the same world to me. Yeah, it felt the same world. Because sometimes those those can definitely feel so disjointed. Like you're taken out. And then yeah, exactly. Sort of thing, yeah. Like, or you'll be like, oh, well, I'm into this story, but now this one's lost me. And these uh, definitely had a fluidity that you you just you immediately... Were you were pretty time. much engaged in the next one to the point where you 
almost forgot what just happened in the last one because you're right in it. Like yeah. it, it had a good like immediacy to it, and yeah, it was well done. I think it yeah. it'll be it'll the the uh, the way the storytelling theme I think will be picked up by many other directors for sure because I think yeah. it was executed well. So tip of the cap to you, Susan, <laughs> <laughs> and all those guys back there. <laughs> yeah, and before we let you go, Susan, I just wanted to tell you too that um, <clears throat> Smashed is one of my favorite movies. And oh, thank you. It really resonated with me, mm-hmm. and actually, it was one of the. It was like the first movie that Ray and I. Did. Yeah, well, yeah, for our first uh, podcast, oh, it was yeah. one of the ones yeah. we did. And oh wow, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, I loved it. It was really, really well done. Oh, thank you. That's like. Um... A really uh, like personal movie. So yeah. I I, mm-hmm. um, I care about it a lot. So when when people uh, see it and like it, that that means a lot. So thank you. Yeah, and um, I just read. So is it true you are writing for a TV series with Dana Gould? Yeah, that's um, awesome. They, uh, thank you, and Dana, who's in uh, who's in our. <laughs> in, our, um, in our film, in Cyrus, um, yeah, he's he's an awesome comedian and a, and a good mm-hmm. friend. So it's a show for um, IFC that'll be a sort of horror comedy. That's that's really cool. It's it, it's Stand Against Evil. Is that right? Yes. That I cannot wait to see. That sounds really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does. Is it going to be like a horror Portlandia? What what, what can we expect? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a- <laughs> pretty, pretty different from Portlandia, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a horror comedy. Um, maybe along the lines of like Evil Dead type stuff. Nice. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. It's a Danish show. I just help now. Can't wait to see what we got with the IFC and, and, and your involvement with that show. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks so much for your time this evening. Sorry for all the little hassle and delay we had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I totally understand. Like, getting audio right is a pain. Yeah, and we're by no means super professional or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not either, so that works out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Susan. It was great talking to you. Yeah, thank you, Susan. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Really nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, too. You as well. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. 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 Okay, so we um, want to thank Susan Burke again for her time and her patience with us. Yeah, that was cool of her to win us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you again, Susan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and right. um, our last movie we're going to talk about. Merc with the Mouth. <laughs> Merc with the mouth, Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal yes. film. Okay, like this is fanboy talking now. You guys can talk amongst <laughs> yourselves because I'm just gonna be <laughs> giddy as a schoolgirl. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, I know. After talking with Miranda a little bit, like it is definitely on my top tier list. It is in mine. Like if I was like high fidelitying this, it's gonna oh. be top five for oh sure. Oh my god. Like, it's, like this movie so you're talking Marvel movies or just overall? Overall. Oh, interesting. 
Yes. I felt like this movie was written for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I it remember. is fantastic. Yeah. There is no movie. It's definitely movie. one of the better Marvel, like, for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the better Marvel ones, and, like, we can get it wide, but go ahead. Yeah, it was refreshing to have a script unapologetically just being written and pretty much like I felt like these writers were let loose to do what they wanted to do and that was good to see and to hear well and I think part of it was that uh, because it's been Ryan Reynolds love show for a long time like nine years or so I think he's been trying to get it made yeah and (laughs) since Wolverine Origins well and I think even before that and so I think he he like the fans were unhappy with how the character was treated in that Mm-hmm. And still wanted the character to get its due, and uh, I th- I think part of the reason that they were able to give them that free reign is that they quote unquote leaked. Right. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is eighty percent sure that it wasn't him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was involved. Yeah. So they, you know, they leaked that uh, kind of demo footage where it's like the car scene. Right. Yeah. It was almost verbatim, like what that was. Pretty close, yeah. I remember seeing that, and then I was like, "Oh, is this a real scene, or did they just shoot this as a kind of test footage or whatever?" Yeah. Um, but then there was fan outcry of like, "Where is this movie? We want it now." Yeah. And so I think that combined with they were willing to do it low enough budget. And, Sixty million, and they even than... make a joke of that in the movie where they're yeah. like, "Oh, it's funny when we come to the the mansion. There's only two of the mutants here. It's yeah. almost as if we didn't get the budget for more." Yeah, exactly. Stars. Yeah. There's only two X Men. Whenever we come to the yeah. uh, uh, Xavier School sure, for the sure. Talented and Gifted, it's hmm. almost like the studio didn't have enough money to buy another X Men. <laughs> like, but the... it's great. It's great the way they make fun of. Well, everything. I mean, that's his character. He's always done that. Is like, mm-hmm. he'll do a scene. Like, I remember there's one with like him and Cable. There's, I want to say it's Cable, where like he shoots the guy that Cable was gonna shoot. He's like, "Why'd you do that?" He's like, "Cause you were gonna do it, but this is my comic." And he's like, "What?" He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's like ignore what I say yeah. sometimes because you know. It's obviously like he's he knows some he always and the premise of the story is it's Deadpool. He is a Marvel character who exists in the X Men universe, which is also a part of the larger Marvel universe. Um, Deadpool himself is a part of all sorts of different uh, franchises because he is uh, Wade Wilson, who is a former Special Forces uh, operator turned mercenary, who uh, is thrown into the Mutant X pro, uh, pro, sorry, Project X program, which it turns him into Mutant X, which then turns him into, sorry, this is getting into fanboy stuff, uh, uh, mute myself or whatever. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he becomes uh, Mutant X or Agent X and then turns into Deadpool. And Deadpool is who we see in this car- in this movie and Ryan Reynolds plays him perfectly. Oh, but, he's so good. Yeah, but Deadpool is uh, someone who is... Treated with this serum that is supposed to extrapolate any mutant genes that are hidden within your genome. Uh, And he has been given the ability to heal rapidly, just like uh, Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And from there, uh, he had 
before he was given uh, his superpowers, he had terminal cancer, and his right. girl, who named Vanessa, was oh, God, every bit yeah, <laughs> played by the character who uh, is on Firefly, who is on all the like she's phenomenal. I can't remember her name right now, but uh, <laughs> but it's a uh, well to do story. He calls it a love story. I love it. It is like I love on it. so many levels. That's this, my kind of love story. Yeah, <laughs> on so many levels, this movie works, and yeah. I'll stop fanboying. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, no, it was, it was well done. Even like the casting for uh, Weasel, like he's uh, T.G. Miller. Yeah, he's oh. like he's great and shows like. Um, uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley mm-hmm. like I love him in that show. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's always really, really good. Uh, but yeah, I thought they it was definitely a fanboy movie, which is why like you're satisfied, like because <laughs> it it catered to you know once they said okay we're going rated R and we'll just do what you want, then they just kind of let loose and. Not just in that sense, as far as like the you know gore and cuss words, whatever, but also even the characters. It's like Colossus. We don't have to put him in the same generic black suit that they put all the X Men in. Like he looks like Colossus should look, you know, yeah, yeah. and sounds like he should sound. Yeah. And so I thought that kind of oh, stuff, you know, someone commented, you know, like, why did it take a Deadpool movie to do that character right, you know? Right. And, but hopefully they take note of that and... Do everything right? Well, yeah. Like they, just, <laughs> they just give more free reign to the director. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I loved about Guardians of the Galaxy is that... Mm-hmm. And that one's that may one's still be my favorite of the Marvels over Deadpool. They're both good, but I, yeah, that one, good. I I like just because it's he just balances the character so well, and same thing like he just kind of goes where he wants with it because they're like, well, we don't really know these characters; they're not well established, so I guess we can't really tell you what to do with them because there's a talking raccoon and all this shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. they don't know what to tell them, yeah. and so they're like, I guess do your thing. And, and that worked out, out the great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think this was the same kind of situation where it's like, right? Just well, but we don't. You know, this character's not established, yeah. and we're doing an adult movie, so oh, I guess so make good. it adult. Fine. To go yeah. off topic for just one quick second, yeah. Tim Gunn, who mm-hmm. did Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. James Gunn sorry, sorry, Tim. Tim Gunn is some is other guy. Jesus, James Gunn. Maniac. Yeah, exactly. Weren't their brothers that did that though? Right. What? Weren't there two guns? Like no. brothers or something, I thought? No. Oh, okay. But James Gunn wrote an essay about how Hollywood he, is going to take the wrong message from Deadpool. They probably will. Hopefully. Hopefully they don't. So hopefully what happens, what I'm guessing will happen is we'll see some more R-rated Wolverine. movies that are good. Three. And we'll see some that are bad that mm-hmm. were just greenlit because they're like, oh, well, Let's just get more gore and nudity and violence, you know. Yeah. And they'll just greenlight those movies based on that mm-hmm. versus like the subject matter and having risk. a good director behind it. Yeah. But yeah, I think there will be some that are you know spawn, hopefully, oh, since McFarland's finally doing mm-hmm. his own the way he wants to do. It. Although I'm kind of worried about his too because. 
he's sort of numbing it down to fit the budget. So hopefully he doesn't do that too much. But sometimes that works out to the benefit, like Deadpool, you know, where it's like, if you don't get too big with the budget, then the studio leaves you alone and you just... You get to do what you want. Yeah. But yeah, I I think if they go in this vein with the rated R movies, you know, with the adult movies, like awesome like yeah because then they're doing the character justice like this yeah. character should well and be there's a there is yeah. a huge you know, clientele i don't need a rated r list. superman movie no. no you know what i mean yeah, like i'm a, i'm worried exactly. that they'll think they gotta do that no but no, 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 no. it's yeah. like if you can go if it yeah. fits the character then yeah you can yeah. like they they've greenlit batman absolutely. x-men 3 <laughs> which is actually supposed to be an old man logan story which is fantastic sure that's when he is like, it's 200 years in the future. Mm-hmm. It's, like, post-apocalyptic world. Like, he is done with the world, and it is mm-hmm. gruesome and good. And that's where I hope that some of this R-rated stuff can go, mm-hmm. where I think it really takes into account a lot of the comics that have changed face in probably the late 80s, mid-90s, early 2000s, too, mm-hmm. just, like, in that whole millennial, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, period where all the readers started growing up and the story right. started growing up. I hope that they can continue that vein mm-hmm. because it's fantastic. Yeah. So you can get into X-Force, you can get into all sorts mm-hmm. of different parts of the Marvel Universe without having right. to to limit the way that they have uh, told the characters, you know, progression. I think, yeah, I think the part of the problem prior is that you had all these entities that had been done before Spider-Man, whatever it is. And so they're like, you have to adhere to that world and that audience. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that they're starting to pull from these characters who haven't been, you know, Ant-Man was another one too. It's like, get get these characters who were side characters who they're like, I don't know, that's risky. Not a lot of people know that character who aren't comic book fans but i'm stoked that they're doing that because then if it does work then they realize oh we can take a risk and we can tell these stories that aren't just the same run of the mill yeah you know cookie cutter version of the superhero story like here's the origin here's you know it's like they gotta do that over and over even if it's the same character it's like yeah. You know. Well they've done Whether it how many times the, with Spider Man yeah, continue Spider-Man. to so I hope Batman, I hope with Spider Man it sounds like they're gonna just kinda go right into it with him yes. and not try to reboot his origin right. like, over again. We're not born yesterday. We've seen <laughs> yeah. two versions plus like if you're any sort of fan of comic books you've seen however many animated versions of yeah. Spider Man there are. You know that Aunt May is his aunt <laughs> and his uncle dies. Like, you don't have to continue to beat it over our head. Yeah, sure. Just like I see that, um, what's his name, who's Negan in uh, in Walking Dead, he's also in Batman v Superman as Bruce Wayne's dad. Like, we know that, we know that Bruce Wayne's dad <laughs> dies. <laughs> Stop showing us their death. We don't need We're it. as traumatized <laughs> as he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. stop it. Quit Fuck. it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's yeah. true. I really enjoyed Stanley's cameo in this one. <laughs> this probably is my cameo. favorite. Probably my favorite. Yeah. So skeezy. 
Yeah. Like how he seems as well, I don't know if is a word, but it's, it's kind of a step up from because in Iron Man he gets mistaken for Hugh Hefner, and yeah. I thought that was funny. This one definitely is way better. Than yeah, I loved like, it. It's <laughs> like the old, you know, strip club owner calling in for chastity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and next on stage is chastity. <laughs> it's funny. It's really yeah. good. Like it's a really good. And then if those that haven't seen it. Spoilers. <laughs> There's an awesome end of the credit sequence. Oh, yeah. Pro- yeah, it's probably one of the best yeah. end credit sequences they've done for sure. And we've given just you because just because it's not <laughs> about like oh let's tease some other movie. It's just like a perfect Deadpool kind of yeah, yeah. joke. Like and it's that, literally a fourth it's... wall in a fourth wall. What is it? Sixteen walls. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the joke also in the movie. Yeah. But. Ferris Bueller is the end of the credit sequence. I told you spoilers earlier. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's beautiful, and I know that before even like Europe, it's beautiful in a fucked up way. It's beautiful in a fucked up way, and it's amazing. Like as soon, yeah. like I know, I didn't see who did I see it with. I didn't see it with you the first time, but I right. saw it with Sean and a couple other people. And uh, as, did they love it too? They loved it too. Awesome. But as soon as like. The fade in came in, as soon as you and you the saw hallway, the hallway. You know I was like, is. "Yes!" <laughs> I exclaimed in the theater. Everybody turned and looked at me, but I knew it was Ferris Bueller. I knew it was going to be that whole fourth wall thing again. It was fantastic, it was and good. people were worried about him breaking the fourth wall. He did it marvelously oh, every time. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, yeah, I mean, that's his character, and I I always felt like Reynolds. Uh, I want to say shtick, but like his style of humor mm-hmm. uh, reminds me a lot of um, if you've ever seen Real Genius with Val Kilmer. Yeah, like that oh, character yeah. is kind of his day to day humor. Yeah. Like he just <laughs> sort of he kind of is that character all the time when he's in interviews or doing you know Van Wilder when he got really big. Like that Van Wilder was totally that character, mm-hmm. and so. It just kind of works because that type of character is perfect for breaking the fourth wall. Like they're yeah. just constantly tongue in cheek and making fun of themselves. So mm-hmm. yeah, sarcastic. It just works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go see Deadpool. <laughs> if you haven't, <laughs> oh you're living if, under if a if rock. What's else, going on? If nothing else, it's just good to give that type of movie money yeah. to green light. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, oh, yeah, don't do that. Oh, that, oh yeah. Yeah, disclaimer. You're it's an idiot. If you bring your, well, <laughs> you're a horrible parent. If you're, well, hold on. I won't say that because it's like... I will. <laughs> if they're of a certain age and you're like, I, yeah. I say okay. those words around my kid all the time. Thir- 13, <laughs> 13 or less. But don't go in there being stupid and like, what? I thought this was a comic book movie. Why are right. they Yeah, it's rated fucking R for a reason. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's, so, violence, it's like mostly just... That to me, content. it's not about like... I won't, I won't say you're bad, but I'll say you're... A bad parent if you don't know what kind of movie you're yeah. going into. And you go okay. blindly. That's so then what's say. the difference yeah. between taking them and then is is you're just saying that they know and they're they think that they're they've st- made that the, judgment. Okay, that okay, that's what okay, sorry. You you yeah. made that decision cool on you. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. 
If you're like, I don't care about cuss words and. But then the eight year old <laughs> that I saw at my first screening who was crying in their parents' lap, oh, they were a terrible parent. That's <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, so if you haven't seen Deadpool, get out from under the rock. Go and fucking see it. It's already made. It's already made half a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, see Southbound too. And see Southbound. Awesome. Get it on iTunes. VOD. VOD. Do it. Do it. Because we don't have it. Support. Support your local artist. Yeah. Yeah. Artists. And the front. Yeah. Yeah. Go see the front if you're in Casper. Go check out the Rialto. They got some cool movies. They do. Oh. And we want to. Oscars. Oh, oh okay. Oscar noms. We can talk about Oscars. Oscar, Oscars. Before we close. Are you still what's... thinking The Martian's going to win Best Picture? Yeah. Really? Yes, of course it is. I've seen all of them that have, that have been predicted at, or that have been nominated as. I think Spotlight has a good chance. It's got a great chance, but it's not. Ex- Going for the underdog. Yeah, I it's am. not available to everybody. That's the whole thing is that right. it's got to be a movie that can be grabbed by the masses mm-hmm. and spotlight is going to alienate some mm-hmm. and that some is not it's gonna more controversial it. so that's a tough pick yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. true yeah 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 room which not i haven't seen thing. yes really knock it good. off <laughs> knock it off miranda I'm not say, no spoilers here well since we're on the note of movies people haven't seen uh we have seen the seen animated Trumbo. And, Great. And Anomalisa. Anomalisa. Anomalisa, I now, after we had talked last time about mm-hmm. the animated features, I think should win. That one is definitely not a one for the masses, but it's worth good. seeing. Yeah, it's, it's worth very seeing. Interesting. It's, yeah. Um, you know, if you've seen his other films, like those are, they're always bizarre. So you kind of, again, like you kind of have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. With Charlie Kaufman. Oh, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like if you're a good parent, you know who Charlie Kaufman is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you can, you if can you're a good understand. adult, you yeah. know. You know who Charlie Kaufman is and uh, you know what he's done. But yeah, no, very interesting, like beautiful animation. Yeah. The lighting, everything in it is really cool. Technically, I think it is flawless oh, it is a flawless technical picture it's even the, fl- the quote-unquote flaws that are in there are intentional yeah so it's yeah. it is yeah it's like they chose like that you see the the, the lines, lines in the face the, yeah on the maquettes or whatever so yeah it's Oh, I do really have cool. to say, Mad Max is on that list, too, for Best Fiction. I really like that movie. Oh, my. I would be so stoked if it won, but it's not going to happen. No, yeah. but it was really cool. I liked, I liked Mad it. Mad Max was this is my, fantastic. It gets my vote as movie of the year. It was pretty awesome, <laughs> for sure. And then, of course, I'm sure, I think it's just like a given Leo's going to get it. Best actor. Sure. And Brie Larson probably. If he doesn't, then you know how many like slaps in the face that Leo has got over the years? Mm -hmm. Sure. Although I think he deserved it more for previous roles. Me too, I agree. Like, I think Wall Wall Street, he should have won. You know, it's like. Gilbert Grape. Gilbert Grape. Grape. Yeah, I agree. I that we were just guest, talking about guest that. star on Growing Pains. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should have at least won an Emmy. <laughs> uh, he plays cold and suffering really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so we've seen Trumbo, we've seen Spotlight, we've mm-hmm. seen uh, Anomalisa, we've seen Hail Caesar. Hail great. Go see that. But that too. wasn't nominated. That's not nominated. No, but go but see it's good. It. Yeah, go <laughs> see it. <laughs> 
We're just this is the go get go, go get your it. tickets go now. It. Oh, the go to see, see it section. the Oscars. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Uh, uh, room you've seen, we haven't seen. Room, I think Brie Larson does deserve that. So she's, she's gonna win. Really good in that. Yeah, you think she's gonna win? Mm-hmm. And cool. I think that. Um, Kate Winslet will probably get best supporting. Her. Steve was Jobs awesome. was fantastic. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. was really uh, was she good. was prob- that movie was so good. It was very different. So I would say it was poor, poorly timed for the release of it. Like it should have been released sooner, yeah. since there were already biopics done, and it was like yeah, it it just wasn't like the hot topic at that point to yeah. like release it. And but it's so, the most original version that they've ever done. Oh, so sure, but I think it was it would have it wouldn't have been pulled from the theaters as quickly as it was for you know. Mm-hmm. Well, attendance really had it been promoted earlier and better, like it wasn't promoted a lot. Yeah. So, I think that hurt it. But yeah, she was phenomenal. I yeah. think she. So was Jennifer Jason Lee, though. So. Hatefully. Mm-hmm. She's good. She is good. Great. She's good. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure Kate will probably. I think Kate. Get what were one. the other nominees for Best Picture? Um, Spotlight, Revenant, Room, Trumbo, Martian. Um, let's see. Or not Trump. Trump, Trumbo wasn't it? That was. No, I was gonna say Trump was uh, good, but I I wouldn't. Yeah, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn. Oh right. Mad Max, The Martian, The Revenant. Roman spotlight. Brooklyn was great and Big Short. I think Big Short, if it was available to the masses, would win. Really? Yes. Like that was my pick as probably best picture of the year. Mm-hmm. Because like it like it makes the whole crisis mm-hmm. available to everybody in a way that's digestible to anyone. Yeah. And I walked away understanding more about what collapsed our economy mm-hmm. and as well as being entertained. Like two after two plus hours, I didn't feel like I was watching uh, or sitting through an economics lecture. You didn't think it was yeah. like didn't yeah. just mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, no. That's why I like Spotlight, but like that. Yeah, whole thing sure. Is very digestible for everybody. And yep. It's done very well. And it, yeah, it made like mm-hmm. all the content and all of the horrible things that right. had happened to those people very digestible. Yeah. Very accessible, and. You yeah. know, you weren't sick to your stomach a no. whole lot. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know on that one still. We don't need to go into the technical awards. <laughs> no. I'm not to um, as far as. Uh, Best director? Mm-hmm. Who would you give? That one give is to? Big Short, Mad Max, Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Again, I'm going. Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that one, I think he could win, though, because yeah. I think. Based on uh, just him as a director, like he what he brought to the style and look of that film, and no one else, there's for me director is like no one else could have. It's like Birdman. No one right. else could have directed that movie that right. way, you know. So for me, Mad Max is like no one else could have made that same. Right. Movie yeah. that yeah. way. At that all. was, you know, it was cool. Um, Flaming guitars and still making it work with the story. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. and like, like, who else can do that? <laughs> this no is one. Awesome. I'm going so awesome. with this. Yeah. yeah. I love On board? That. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Ticket for two. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I have to, for um, documentaries, I have to say Cartel Land is good. 
That was a whistle, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it stuck with me at times. I mm. wish it hadn't, but mm. <laughs> it's it, it's a good one. Um, and for cinematography, do you guys have any input there? It's Hateful Eight, Mad Max, Revenant, Sicario, and Carol. Sicario. Uh, I did Sicario like was, Revenant. Revenant was Revenant cool. for being like using all natural light. Like that's gutsy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's true. Tough. That's tough. Uh, Their lighting designer was a fucking madman. If that's the case. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's like you really have. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, what did they shoot on? I don't know. Sorry, that's not. I would say I, <laughs> I would not say hateful eight just because. No. He's I, used the same ad. Yeah, like. it looks it looks the same, and I don't like. Um, but in mind, Eli pointed this out, and now I can't not see it. But the way he uses like these unmotivated overhead lights, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. It like yeah, it looks great. Like it as a photograph, like you mm-hmm. know, it looks awesome. But it just feels unreal to me. Like mm-hmm. I do, I it takes me out of the movie because it's so fake. Like it's like where is that light coming from? They're in the middle of a snowstorm in a dingy cabin, and there's right. this like majestic glowing light coming above him and I'm yeah. like where and you can see the that? dust settle and all that? that good stuff like, yeah. yeah it's like come on so yeah. I I just don't like the lighting when he does interiors so right I miss a no to that yeah I think that the Revenant Revenant yeah pretty good the Sicario the camera the camera is just great well Sicario yeah. is also I think one of those few that has intense action mhm and that was like that sets it apart. Well, Mad Max too, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think cinematography is one of those like really really hard ones to judge because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like all of them. No. Shit. All right. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. But uh, got a shout out to Susan Burke again. Susan Burke. <laughs> Thank you, awesome. Susan. That's Shout out awesome. to Lauren. Wish she could have been here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Lauren, for doing awesome. She's a badass. Um, definitely check out rallycasper.com. Yes. Uh, some other good podcasts on there. No Label Roundtable. Mm-hmm. And, and we're both on iTunes. So yep. Subscribe, please. Yeah. Um, thanks, Tim, once again, for yeah, joining. Tim, our forever of guest. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'll just... And, just be our uh, yeah, I'll just have my own like uh, <laughs> cement sneakers, sneakers uh, <laughs> set down here. For sure. But uh, yeah, go out and watch some movies, watch some Oscar nominees, and yeah, we'll be back to discuss the winners because yes. our next one will be after the Oscars, so I can't wait. It'll be Sweet. fun. Sounds good. Yeah. Sweet. All right, thank you guys for joining us. See Thanks, ya. guys.